Welcome back, Soul Tribe. Today, I'm excited beyond belief. You may not know this, but from when I began this podcast, I was keen to ensure the Soul Tribe community grows with both awakened men and women. And of course, we are all called the Divine Feminines on this podcast, but we honor the fact that we hold both masculine and feminine energy within us. Now, I familiarize myself with being the Divine Feminine, and I'm aware of both the masculine and feminine within me. On my journey, I've tended to meet females that have been awakening, and I was keen to find awakening masculines that could align and join the conversation. I've been curious and I've asked the divine for this alignment. I've put the intention out and so that we could bring a fuller perspective to the community and to those that are on this journey. And the divine answered my intention in divine timing because I am so pleased and honored and grateful that today I have the wonderful and wise Justin Tristow. He's also referred to as the Divine Masculine. And when I saw that on his Instagram page, I was like, ah, I found him. I found him. That's the guy I need. So mm-hmm. Justin is based out in California, West Coast, US. He's on the other side of the world from me, but he's very close with me right now in this moment that we're sharing. And he's experienced a journey worth sharing because it's one of empowerment, encouragement, and inspiration. He leads talks, breathwork sessions, and guides both men and women to finding their true alignment and soul's mission in this journey here on earth. So with that being said, welcome, Justin. Thank you so much for being here today. Wow, 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 wow. That was such a beautiful intro, Stephanie. Thank you so much for expressing your heart in such a beautiful way. That was really that was really admirable and so honorable for me to receive in my heart from a divine feminine, from a beautiful, beautiful woman like yourself. And yeah, you really just pierced through my heart in a really beautiful way through your language and through that divine poetry. So I appreciate that intro. I'm so honored to be here. Thank you so much for, for answering those whispers in your heart to, uh, yeah, to, to almost manifest this, this specific moment in this specific chat. Um, in such a divine way it feels exactly we're exactly where we're supposed to be at this moment so I appreciate you so dearly oh thank you Justin heart to heart I appreciate you and I even said to myself this is probably the shortest lead time in prep for a podcast episode I've ever done but I've felt so divinely guided that it will be magnificent the conversation will flow It doesn't really need much preparation because it's something I've been hoping and manifesting for some time. And we're here now in this sacred space where we can share wisdom, experience and insight. So thank you for having me and thank you for being here. Yes, such an honor. Thank you so much for every all the work you're doing on on social media and for these podcasts and just such an honor to be in your presence. So I'm excited for, for a divine dance through through language, you know, so appreciate it. I love your choice of words, by the way. Your posts are fire. Like <laughs> you just hit on the mark every time. And that's what really gravitated me to your energy. I was like, not only, like you, someone can call themselves a divine masculine, someone that's awakening. And, and, and you know, who are we to judge that they are? But, you know, I guess through your words and through what you do on your channel, it definitely shows that, hey, I'm here to encourage, I'm here to support, I'm here to enlighten through my own enlightenment. 
And that light shines bright, Justin, and I, and I really appreciate that light of yours. So mm, it's, it's beaming from West Coast. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it. I appreciate it. And yeah, I think I think I get that. I get that reflection a lot. And I'm so humbled uh, for that continuous reflection into my being because it's it was never that way. You know, it's 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 been a long time coming for me to have that that deep inner trust in my own divine expression and my words and my story and my truth. And, you know, I really do feel as if I've been attuned to this natural sense of energy you know almost attuned to the to the subtle is what we would like to call it and um i've always had that attunement you know deep within my being it was just it wasn't grounded i wasn't sure what to do with it so you know uh, the one of the most common reflections i get is like how do you know how to say what you said at the specific time that i needed to hear it and um it's just such a divine reflection because i feel as if that's just me attuning back to my heart to my divine essence of the whole, you know, and we all have that connection to this, this natural ebb and flow of life. It's just about trusting in our hearts again, trusting in our, in our intuition, you know, trusting in that, in that divine flow. So it's really, really beautiful. So I appreciate that reflection. Yeah, definitely divine flow. And, and the topic of this episode, calling it the divine masculine just felt so right for me. Mm. I just, you know, every time I think about an episode and what to call it, I was like, it's clear, the divine masculine. And the reason why and the motivation behind that, and I just want to level set for the audience, is because Mm -hmm. from the divine feminine side, from the female side, you know, we've been going through our journey. And it, like I said, from a personal experience, I've not met many awakened men. I have, but I haven't in the way I've come across you and what you talk about. And I thought, wow, this is so like insightful to be able to connect um, and to get, you know, um, a conversation, um, insight, wisdom, and understand where you're coming from. Because I think you can also act as a, as a true representation for the masculine collective in many ways. And also for the masculines that are awakening, you know, they, I sometimes feel that they're, they're more shy than the feminines. And I don't want to like judge or label, but maybe they feel like they are awakening, uh, but they want to do it in, in their kind of, their, their own, you know, closed space or, or they don't talk about it as overtly. They're not ready to, maybe some of them are, and some are just on that trajectory and they're going to get there. So that's why titling this episode, The Divine Masculine, I think can help both the females and males in the collective And of course, we embody the masculine energy, each and every one of us. And so I I wanted to just throw this one out there just before we get started to ask you, how did this all come about for you? You know, because you are so aligned, like like I said before, what you say, how you say it, the the energy you bring is it's magnificent. But I know that there must have been a journey to get to this point and you're still on a journey. So just wanted to know more about that. Yeah, beautiful. Thank you for bringing that into the space. I mean, it's been a, it's quite interesting when people kind of invite this to be spoken on because I feel like my journey has been so vast, you know, to, to pinpoint everything into one. I, I still quite struggle with doing that. Um, but it all started for me uh, when I went through what I like to call a dark night of the soul. 
And a dark night of the soul is what people that's, that's a, that's a kind of a saying in spiritual spaces where it's just this really dark time in which you're fine. You're trying to find the light again, you know, and, and, and what has been true for me in my journey and in my life is the fact that for us to truly awaken, for us to truly become realized, you know, there has to be this dark period. There's this, there's always this common thread of someone going through a dark night you know, or multiple dark nights to then realize who they truly are. And for me, that was the case in my journey. Um, it really started when I was about 19 years old, when I began to experience, you know, what most people would, would label anxiety, you know, or depression. And there was one thing that I wrote sometime recently, it was maybe like four or five years ago. And I said, you know, the new form of awakening is going to be through depression and anxiety, you know, and, yeah. and I believe that to be true at the core of my being, because Little did I know, you know, what was happening at my body was I was beginning to realize these more subtle things that I was moving through, you know, and, and my body didn't know how to, to ground it in. So, you know, for me and my journey, it really started with a, a deep level of anxiety and, and depression in the sense of, you know, I didn't really know what my purpose was at some point, you know, and, and for those that follow me know that I'm pretty open about me speaking towards the fact that, you know, it got so dark for me at some time that I really contemplated not even wanting to, to be alive, anymore, you know, and, and I know for some people that are listening to this, they, they may resonate with that. You know, a lot of the times that I share that in, in my retreats and in my in-person events, I just see tears um, flowing throughout the, throughout the, the people that are in front of me. And, and it speaks to the depth of what's happening right now at a, at a collective level. And for me, you know, I feel as if I was being prepared for something special, you know, but, but at the time it was so deep, it was so dark. I was in such a, such a deep, dark void is what it felt like that. I just couldn't even see the light at the end of the tunnel that I was going to get out of it, you know? And, um, and it was from that point forward that my life began to, to shift. You know, I, I began to ask deeper questions like, what's my purpose here? What am I here to do? Um, you know, these, these deeper inner inquiries that I, that I was beginning to contemplate in my innermost being, which then allowed me to gain more clarity on, on, on life, you know, and, and what I'm here to do, who I'm here to, to be, what I'm here to express, you know, but it was, it was only through my, my dark nights, you know, that I began to, to, to awaken deeper into the, the answers to those questions, you know, and I say that, I say that to be true. You know, I really do feel as if a lot of us have to experience the darkest nights to, to understand what we are and who we are and what our purpose is. I, I resonate with the dark night of the soul. I, I would have never thought that I would have hit some kind of anxiety or depression. But for me, so I find it really fascinating because you said at the age of 19, wow. At the age of 19, I was just getting into trouble or seeing boys or whatever, doing everything your parents don't want you to do, right? It was so yeah. far from that. But for me, it happened much later in, in my 30s. And it was, I think that in itself was quite scary because I've already lived quite a bit of life. And mm. I didn't know that it was a dark night of the soul. It just felt really, what I resonated with is that it felt really lonely it felt like no one could understand what I was going through and I needed to be alone and I needed to try and figure it out alone. And I was like, will I ever get out of this? Like, mm -hmm. like a capsule. I was like almost in this capsule and I was like, it feels weird here. And I personally was having a lot of dreams. I was sleeping a lot. 
and they you know that's where I think that where you could relate it to some depression right where they say that you can sleep a lot you don't want to leave the bed I did want to get up don't get me wrong but yeah there's that point where you're kind of like yeah it really intertwines with the whole anxiety and depression and I think I asked myself I said how many people out there are going through what they think is depression, but it's actually more of a an awakening. Mm-hmm. And if they knew that, and they knew that, okay, I'm going through this dark period to then find my light and my purpose, mm. how empowering would that be? Mm. That's so, so, so powerful. And, I, and, and that's what began to become true and illuminated in my life through my process was the fact that that truth that you just spoke became began to become real for me you know like it was through there was this piece of me inside of that capsule that you speak of or that void where I, I I knew you know there was this moment in time where you know for me and my personal story when I was going through that deep depression and the anxiety and that dark void the dark cloud that was over me you know from the outside looking in everyone thought that I had the perfect life you know I was extremely yeah. successful in my business I was I was extremely joyous I was extremely uh, you know, the mask was very, it was the poker face was great, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. And, and, and that's even quite interesting to note because that's, that's truly, I think that that's what happens to a lot of people is the fact that we, we feel the necessity to mask these things. And this goes back to the masculine, you know, is the fact that me as a man, I was never taught to be vulnerable. I was never taught to be open about my feelings. I was never taught that, that crying and these things that I was going through was the right thing to do. You know, like that wasn't manly for me. And, and I feel like that's, that's why I'm so such a huge advocate of, of honoring the feminine processes because to truly become a man, a, a divine masculine or, or a man that embodies his highest essence, we must be initiated through the feminine. You know, what does the feminine mean in this aspect? It means to be softened into your own heart. You know, it means to, to allow yourself to be vulnerable with these ebbs and flows of life. You know, nothing's always going to be this rah-rah high heightened state of goals and, and accomplishing things. And, yeah. you know, life is, life is feminine. You know, this earth is feminine. What's interwoven in our bodies is, is, is deeply feminine. It has its ebbs and flows. It has its natural currents, its summers, its winters. And, and I think as a man, that's why it's so difficult for us to find this deeper level of connectivity and alignment that, that most people may feel in me is because we, we're so far off on the right hand logical path is and we just have lost this deeper sense of the natural rhythm of life, you know, and, and that, and that, that requires us to, to honor the ups and the downs, you know, but as a man, we're just taught to honor the ups. So at the time when I was going through these quote unquote downs, yeah. you know, I thought that something was wrong with me and I thought that I had to make more money. I thought that I had to, to become more successful. I thought that I had to gain more followers. I thought that I had to, to do this and do this and show up that way as a man. And that only brought me into a deeper, darker hole. Wow. That, that only allowed me to feel even more alone, even more, um, yeah, even more depressed, you know, as a man. So I think those are important threads that were going through me as, as, a, as a man in my awakening was that I just didn't feel like there was anyone that was relating to me. And as a man, what goes through our minds is the fact that, so let's just close off then. No one, no one understands us, yeah. you know, but the main thing that I'd love to just throw in there as a seed is the fact that I remember the day and the time that my life changed, you know, 
And it was, uh, it was Christmas Eve about four or five years ago. And, and no one knew what I was going through. No one knew, not one soul on this earth knew that I was struggling with depression, that I was struggling with anxiety, that I was struggling with not wanting to live anymore, you know, the suicidal thoughts and, and everything that came along with that. And there was this day, Christmas Eve, where I knew that it was my time to, to open my heart up to, to the people that were close to me. And, and I began, pull, I pulled out my iPhone one day and I started writing just a bunch of messages to my family, um, preparing me to, to, to open up about what has been going on inside of me. And that was a huge step for me, you know? And I remember Christmas Eve, we had this, you know, normally we just open presents and it's just fun time. And, you know, I, this time I didn't buy my, my family presents and, um, they came to me last and they're like, you know, where's the, where's the presents, you know, or like, you know, what's, what's wrong type of thing. And they knew, they knew what I was, they knew what, what, what was, something was off, you know? Yeah. So then I get up and, and I just tell them, you know, I have to express something to you guys that has been, that is, that I've been hiding from for a while. And I went from A to Z about what was happening to me these last few years. And, and it was just uh, this beautiful process where I viscerally felt an elephant being lifted off of my shoulders because for the first time I was allowing myself to be seen. I was allowing myself to be heard as a man. I was allowing myself to be vulnerable. And the things that happen in those spaces, when you allow yourself to cry, when you allow yourself to express your emotions, when you allow yourself to be yourself, like no holding nothing back, you know, it was the, was the most I've ever felt alive in my entire life, you know? And um, that was that was a huge initiation process when I allowed myself to be vulnerable, you know, so I think that's an important, important aspect of, of my journey that that I knew was a stepping stone for me to gain a larger, um, a larger, larger clarity on my purpose and who I am as a man, you know, as a human. That's truly courageous. And I really feel it in my heart because, you know, when I think of the male energy in my family and I, the, the men in my family, I've never really once seen them cry. Mm. I feel that they have probably come from, you know, the narrative and the upbringing, and it's not their fault, but it's been, you know, instilled over generation to be strong, to be the warrior. And don't get me wrong, the masculine does have strength in those physical senses and they are practical and they can be the action taker. But like you said, without that complementing feminine energy to bring the balance, to bring the ebb and the flow, to be mm. vulnerable, to have that open heart, he becomes distorted in a masculine energy. And our world, if we see our world and how our world turns and how it operates, is very much on this distorted masculine energy. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not taking bad kind of accounts of it. Like it, we are where we are. We've had some great advances in technology and development and, and, and the way the world has developed in such great ways because of action and, yeah. and making grand decisions and inventions, the doing. Mm -hmm. But our earth has also suffered from not allowing the earth to breathe, not allowing mm -hmm. the earth to feel the feminine. And that that then the earth and mother Gaia is affected. And likewise, so are we, because we are part of the earth. Mm. And it's funny because, so it, it's so interesting because the, the men in my family are not where you are, Justin. So for me as a feminine, that's awakening. 
the men in my family don't get me. And I feel their pain of their mask so much more now because back then when I wasn't awakening, I'd get frustrated by them, by their distortion. And I was in my distortion and I'd only, it only create this tension and these walls between us. And likewise with a partnership, if I was dating someone or married, there was the same friction that would occur. I didn't understand it. And then I think about the feminine, right? And, you know, the challenges the females have had over the years. But I think what's not helped is that although we've asked for liberation, although we've asked to be recognized, we've done a lot of this through masculine movement. And so then our feminine collective are distorted. We're unbalanced. Mm. I found in myself that I am more heavier on the masculine side of doing and action taking and just always having the control and wanting things to turn out a certain way that I didn't even really harness the true feminine energy within my womb, within the center of my universe, because I should be able to emanate that energy even more so to the masculine mm. and for that to be reciprocated in magical ways. And I, I was completely just on one side of my, of my masculine and, and not paying attention to my feminine. So I feel that the feminines, although, you, you know, it's so interesting. I feel like the masculine and feminine, male and female, we have one very strong thing in common. I think our world has become hugely distorted towards the masculine energy. Mm-hmm. And all of us as a collective, no matter gender, are, are trying to find our way back to balance. And on that journey back to balance is our connection to our feminine energy. And it's truly that connection to Mother Earth. Mm. so so that's how I just because I wanted to just say that because it's so but I feel okay so so many things I want to say but I Mm -hmm. feel like okay it might be easier for the feminine to go down that journey and awaken now and pull away from distorted masculine tendencies and find the balance but for the masculine I think it's double hard because like you said the mask I think is so much more thicker because they're they're carrying this ancestral lineage of a mask. Like they're not just wearing one mask. They're like wearing seven, eight, nine, ten masks of all their great, 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 great grandparents. That's what I feel. So I feel like, you know, when you mentioned that elephant, I I actually feel like you were carrying the elephant of so many generations there. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's so powerful. And, it's, it's quite interesting for those that may have followed my journey for a while and just kind of being more open and transparent about that is the fact that I've viscerally felt the ancestral baggage of the masculine wounding, you know, and, and it's deep, you know, it's, it's dark. There's a lot of grief there. There's a lot of pain. There's a lot of shame. There's a lot of hurt, you know, and, and it's, I've, I've felt myself through my own spiritual, and this is where I kind of get a little bit more mystical, but like it's, it was a mystical process for me to go through these deeper initiations into my own physical bodies, into my own emotional memories, into my own um, mental thoughts, you know, but, but they're, they're, they're like you mentioned, they're, they're ancestral, you know, and, and, 
And I think that that's such a deep aspect of, of this healing process, you know, is taking on the wounding of the whole, because that's really what's, what's, what's happening at this moment. And, and as you mentioned, there's, there's a lot of, a lot of wounding when it comes down to, to the, to the masculine side. So it's deep, definitely is really, really deep. Yeah, and I I also came into my own sort of confrontation of the masculine energy in my family that mm. as a feminine, I'm healing because I think one of the, the first relationship a woman has with a man is with her father. Mm-hmm. That's the first man you ever love. Mm-hmm. And for a boy, his first love is his mother. And I think this is where it all comes down to. It's our initial relationship with our mother and our father and finding in that relationship what is it that we need to express open up heal were we not heard did we feel like we couldn't express our emotions you know culturally there's some cultures and even in mine like why are you crying for let don't let me give you a reason to cry you know Mm -hmm. things like that that you get told you get told to silence yourself because good behavior is a silent child, surely not. Mm. So a, a lot of traditions, ways of raising kids. And I don't, you know, I don't think my parents did a bad job. They just did what they knew best. And now we're here, Justin, and we know a whole lot better. We can make so much change. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I want to I want to kind of kind of revert back to what you're saying, just in relationship to to the father and the mother, you know, and and being that this topic is is really wrapped around the divine masculine in this in this essence, I think it's important for me to note, you know, like even my own personal relationship with my father and how he was raised in, in the beliefs and the in the patterning that I began to 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 take on myself, you know. And I actually just had a beautiful conversation with my father synchronistically yesterday about these things and and the one thing that he struggled with, and, and this is where I think the disconnect happens, a big disconnect with the masculine and the feminine, specifically male and female, is the fact that us men have been so far from learning how to properly communicate, you know, proper communication in, in a grounded way of allowing yourself to, to communicate your feelings, your emotions, what you're maneuvering through is extremely huge in becoming an embodied man, you know, and an embodied woman, of course, communication goes both ways. But I feel as if, you know, just from, from a male perspective on my father's end is the fact that he never knew how to properly communicate to my, to my mother or to, to his children, you know, which therefore left, left him feeling uh, a deeper sense of like, uh, it's almost just, yeah, that mask. It's like, I feel what you feel in your family. It's like, you feel that hidden, almost like, baggage in their in their bodies that it's just so suppressed down that they're holding all of that down and it's a really icky feeling to almost energetically feel into and it's like they want to they want to express themselves they just haven't been properly explained or or had the proper reference point to to do so to be that example for for them to to express themselves and when a man allows himself to express his feelings and his emotions that clears up so much vitality. It clears up so much energy for them to, for them, for him to then penetrate the world, to penetrate his purpose, to, to become more a full and wholesome being versus just, yeah, just this, this, this real masculine side. Right. And, and it's, it's so huge, you know, communication is a, a big, big thing that I think a lot of men uh, could, could invite into their lives, you know? 
I'm so glad you brought up communication. There's a lot of our listeners that have resonated with being on a twin flame journey or a high vibrational soul connection journey. And I have covered the topic of twin flames with um, someone that I considered to be great to share the insight. So Amelia Caddy I've had on Mm. before in the past. And one of the most prominent challenges in that connection, you have runner and chaser, and I resonate with it because it's a lot of, it's the journey that actually brought me to awakening because we, you know, we all awaken in many different ways. I had a dark night of the soul, but it was triggered by a very long-standing twin flame experience, which I didn't even know it was that, you know, and afterwards in hindsight, I was like, oh my gosh, wow. And this is not easy and heavy energy to release, a lot to work on. And it's not something romanticized. It's something about going within heavily and really understanding what it is to heal and overcome and enlighten um, yourself for, you know, so one of the biggest challenges and a lot of divine feminine say this and in the communities, because I've, you know, been on this journey for a while is the communication. The divine masculine may show up and at times in the journey, he'll show up maybe earlier points in the journey where he's not aware that he has to do a lot of work. So, you know, the twin flames, they get very um, attracted and there's this just un uncomprehensible kind of, feeling like this attraction this chemistry on so many levels so deep you know you just Mm. you need you just want to be around that person and it's incredible but then that kind of if you want to call it a honeymoon period or that amazing feeling soon slithers away because the universe and the divine wants to now show you the mirror of this this other soul came into your life to show you that you have work to do and You may not like them right now or you want to run from them or you don't want to communicate with them, but it's actually an issue with you, not them. They're just showing you the mirror. Now, don't get me wrong. I feel that that happens in many connections in life, regardless of twin flame. But just coming back to that, I find that the divine masculine then, in many instances, I've heard many a story from feminines and uh, from my own experience, disappear or avoid communication, even do the, goes to the extreme of blocking, don't pick up the phone, don't respond to messages. And for the feminines, I mean, it's hard. It's a hard journey because you're like, what did I do, you know? And then you, you learn. I mean, you do learn to have a whole new level of compassion. I mean, I didn't even think the type of compassion I was able to, to grow in myself, the type of patience and understanding in typical society type based relationships that we see on the TV and what they talk about could never even consider this level of compassion and understanding and patience. So I do think obviously it brings out some great qualities for the feminine, but the masculine and his inability to communicate. And I think that's part of control and I just wanted to throw that out there with you because there's a lot of feminines listening going, why doesn't my masculine want to talk or why doesn't he express and what's going on? Will we ever have union? Will he ever, you know, it's not about union because it's union of self first, but will, will I ever hear from him? So I just wanted to throw that your way and get your thoughts. 
Yeah, thank you for thank you for sharing that. And I kind of want to yeah, kind of just rewind a bit in regards to like the twin flame because I know that that's a huge topic that a lot of people are are currently infatuated with. And and I'll be completely honest, you know, in full transparency, I feel as if uh, I'm not too familiar with like the word and the implications and and the the kind of the meanings that come along with that. I'll be I'll be truly honest, but there's there's definitely this one phrase that has crossed my path that I've resonated with at a, at a soul and cellular level, and and it's karmic relationships, relationships, you know, or, or karmic ties. Yeah, and 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 that really resonates with with me because in all I know I know we're speaking about a specific subject, but if we can just kind of flow with me for a moment, you know, these karmic ties are, are really, really deep, you know, and, and, and that may show up a lot in, in attraction, you know, yeah. or, or in a physical partnership in these, in these, what I, what I, what I'm reading in these twin flame journeys. And, and I think a lot of the time, as you beautifully mentioned, is like these people are showing up into our lives as a sheer mirror for us to then look deeper at the, at the wounding and the gaps and the things that we need to begin to cultivate and, and, and marry and massage and, and heal in our own being. Yeah. And, and I think that that's such a huge step in the journey is being able to see these, this man or this woman as, as a mirror versus as an attraction, you know, the attraction may be there or, or the, the, the physical, yeah, the physical attraction to this being may be there, but what you're really attracted to is the karma that this person is holding for you. Wow. And, yes. And once you begin, that's a huge thing to even just rewind and play again is the fact that like, you're not attracted to the person's face. You're not attracted to the person's body. You're not attracted to the person's blah, blah, blah. You're attracted to the karma that is connected to you guys. And, and once you're able to commit yourself to that, unfolding and the unraveling of the, of the karma that's between you, you can actually enter into a beautiful conscious relating um, with the right person, of course, I know, and we can, we can dabble a bit deeper into these, these, you know, the beautiful women that may be listening that are in partnerships or in this karmic relationship with a man that's not fully conscious and cannot actually hold and honor that conscious relating. And, and for that, I think it's a different subject. You know, we, we need to be, we need to begin to, to invite into our space as a gentle contemplation is, is this right? The, is this the right person that you actually want to build a conscious relationship with? If he's not able, if he or she is not able to hold their own, you yeah. know, and, and that's huge. I mean, these are huge topics. You know? yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And I know we're not going to be able to really thrash through those right now, but I, I want to go back to the point of car, karmic contracts. And I agree twin flame or not, even soulmates, I personally, and I genuinely feel my heart and soul that each and every one of us, we have a soul contract. And that soul contract has multiple soul contracts with family, friends, soulmates. Soulmates can be family, friends, romantic, everything, even a, maybe a twin flame, you know, whatever it is. And we, 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 we agree before coming to this lifetime on earth, because there's, I believe there's multiple lifetimes, that on this lifetime, I want to experience this or clear the karma of this situation, experience being cheated on, experience cheating on someone else. I want to learn those life lessons and level up. I want to know what it is to tell the truth, 
to become my authentic self. But in order to do that, I must break someone's heart, you know, Mm. and in order for their heart to be broken, it's part of their contract to get their heart broken several times for it to open. Like Mm. so many exchanges and agreements that, like you said, it's not the attraction of the physical body, but an attraction of karma agreements at the soul level. And if we can understand that everyone that's in our life shows up as a mirror and the other one, the other point, the shelf is a mirror, but if they're supposed to show up, there's a reason for the season and they have to go, let them go. Exactly. Allow it to go because it served its purpose. Don't hold on to it. And I think there's a lot of people out here that maybe are struggling to get that and understand because they have kids or they're in marriages and I was one, you know, I was in a marriage and luckily, you know, I had the guts because mm. the truth does set you free. And, and, and like you said, if you're a conscious woman or an awakened woman or man, you know, you know how much work it takes to get there and you're never going to go backwards. So it's sometimes about that judgment call of going, maybe I have to leave these people here and carry on on my journey and I will meet new people on my journey. And those, that person, friends, whoever they are, will resonate for me on my onward journey. And I have to surrender to what is my journey and what is for my highest and greatest good, right? 100%. Yeah. And that's that's such a huge topic that I think I even received from a lot of my sisters is the fact that like, it's hard, like when, you know, when, when is, my, when is this man going, going to awaken or when, when can I have this conscious relating with this man? And, and I think that that's just, it's such a tricky topic for a lot of people to, to fully stomach, you know, because, because where I feel as if that comes from, and I, and I think I, like I mentioned, I received this a lot from like the, the woman and the feminine aspect is like, I would just invite you and I made a video on this. Like, I would just invite you to dive deeper into your own heart and to, into where that's coming from. You know, like, like, why do you feel as if you need to wait for this specific man to become something that you see him to be that he's not ready to be? Exactly. And there's great gold hidden in, in the truth when you allow yourself to, to allow the truth to penetrate you and pierce through your own, whether, whether it's codependency, whether it's whatever it may be in your body, you know, whatever it may be in your heart, you have to own up to that and, and, and really step into your own sovereignty you know step into your own zenith who you truly are who you what you know to be true and i think that that comes back down to doing the the inner inquiry the inner work on your own self because i believe a person that is truly embodied in this in this higher aspect knows these things at a, at a visceral level visceral level they trust their intuition they trust their heart mm-hmm. you know so if these situations are still showing up in your life that's just only because you're being invited to look deeper inside of yourself to enter into a deeper level of contemplation. Absolutely. And I think I want to just add for the listeners, like I've always said this, I, I was concerned about the twin flame journey because when I first kind of resonated with it, I personally hands-on personal experience could see how it could completely suck you in to this infatuation about it being about another person and Heck no, is it about that? It's all about you, 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 me, 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 right? Mm. And when you are able to then have the focus on self and do that work 
It is incredible. It's mm. eye-opening. The type of people I've resonated with, you you start to meet awakened masculines. I have one right now with me here. Beautiful moment. But you start to align and attract those energies. It's energy at the end of the day. It's not about the person. And I want to say this to my listeners, the, 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 the community here, because I know there'll be some of your followers here with us right now, that man or female, if you really want to be aligned and in a sacred union with an awakened male or female, ask for the energy, the awakened energy. Don't label it as a person. Mm. Do the work on yourself and put the commitment and the intention to work on yourself. And as you work on yourself, you will attract and align to like-minded energy. You will attract that vibration. Don't label it as a person and see how much magic comes your way. Mm. I think if you can release to that, if so much wonder can come from it. So I just wanted to say that because I think that that's the most important thing when it comes to these high vibrational soul connections. Mm, beautifully stated. Yeah, that's definitely poetry. And, and, I, and I feel as if like that's, that's the feminine essence that I feel a lot of us are missing is that, that deep aspect of trust, patience, and surrender. You know, like those three emanations or word or essences mean a lot to me. You know, like that's, that's, the, that's the embodiment of the feminine in my opinion is, is a deep trust, a deep sense of patience, and a deep sense of being surrendered, you know, and, and when you allow yourself to do that in your own life, you know, you allow yourself to see the magic happen, you know, magic is, is, is not something that you're doing. It's something that happens to you, you know, yeah. as you surrender into it, you know, you don't really need to do anything for that to, to transpire. And I know that that can be a paradox, but it's, it's, it's really magical when you allow yourself to see deeply into this subtle aspect of life that when you do the work on yourself, you know, all your external reality begins to shift and sort and organize in this very majestic way. You know, it's, 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 it's really, life becomes intoxicating. It becomes yeah. a, it becomes a movie, you know, like there's yeah. this, I think there's this saying in, in Hindu, or I could be mistaken, they call it the great Leela. And, and what that means is like the, the divine play, you know, like you begin to see life as a theater and you're just a, you're just an actor in the play. And it, it becomes really intoxicating to see how, you know, God or the divine or the universe begins to just place these people into your life to allow you to, to level up into a higher aspect of you versus you falling victim to a person um, doing something or creating something into your life. That's a, it's not an illusion, but it's, 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 it's the deepest level of victimization and it happens in the most subtle of ways. And when you begin to transcend that level of victimization, whether that's in a person or, or anything else in your life, that's outside of you, you begin to experience what true freedom and liberation is in, in a body. And, and, and it's from that point forward that you don't need a person, a place or a thing outside of you to make you feel happy and fulfilled and, and loved inside of yourself. And it's only the, the interesting thing is it's at that moment that you begin to attract your partner or attract those people or attract beautiful connections like us, where it's like life becomes infatuated, becomes <laughs> yeah. intoxicating. You know, it's, it's funny. It's quite it, funny. It is. Cause it's all, it's so is. I, the other day I was saying to myself, Oh my gosh, like I cannot fault my life right now. Like I cannot fault 
any of the people, energy situations that are playing out because everything that is happening, aligning, attracting to me are beautiful moments. I was at a retreat the other day in in the south of England, in Devon, a very beautiful place in 80 acres of Mm. countryside. And this was not intended to be a a female-only retreat. It was for male and females. It so happened that that the, the, there wasn't any men there and that wasn't a bad thing but it then became a very divine feminine healing moment and this and every single one of the females there and shout them out because they might be listening right now they all brought a very special gift with them and I felt I was so healed by this collective energy. We would mm. chant in the morning and in the evening. We were learning Ayurvedic yoga, massage treatment. So from a special divine feminine from India who created this uh, 30 years ago, Kasum Madak, and her story is just in- empowering. So learning her, um, her, you know, her therapy and then being with these women you know, that wasn't planned, Justin, really wasn't. Like, yes, it was to some extent. We knew we were going on this journey. We didn't know who we were going to meet. And I created so many soulful connections and the beautiful energy and the sacred space we cultivated and were able to share our emotions, be vulnerable, you know, connect with nature. So that in itself was true magic, and I came back and I was full of life. And even being back now, it's just everything's happening. Like I'm here with you. And then tomorrow yeah. I, I'm meeting someone I've never met before, but we just, woo, just mm. like you want to, you're talking about everything that actually I need to talk to you about this. And I'm so grateful and you want to share and I'm not even having to control, force, mm. maneuver this to happen. It's just happening. Mm. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. so beautiful. And I and I also feel called to to gonna just chat a little bit further about like that that sisterhood, you know, like there's something really magical that happens when sisters allow themselves to gather in a sacred way, you know, and commune with each other in that in that and that reverential field and that auric field that's created through that connectivity. You know, I think that 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 thread of, of, of reverence in, in the way that we maneuver through the world and in a group, you know, in unity is, is something that's really lacking, you know, and, and, and that can be also reversed into the other end of, of the masculine side. And that's something I'm extremely passionate about at this moment, because I think the more that we begin to heal, you know, myself as a, as a man, I begin to become a reference point for other men that may be listening to this or through the Instagram posts where my sisters are, are, are sharing these, these beautiful essences, these, these, these words, and they're watching, you know, these men are watching, they're watching my videos. They're watching these other men that are also awakened, not just me, but we begin to become reference points for them to then step deeper into their authenticity, into their truth, into their, into their sovereignty, into their freedom, into the, their own divine masculine. And, and we just need more warriors. We need more lovers. We need more of these embodied individuals to step deeper into their truth so that we can all become reference points and just literally pull and walk each other home deeper and deeper into yeah. our own essence. And that's, that's what's happening right now. And that's why I'm, I'm infatuated with this work is that's, that's how we change the world is by changing ourselves and then people follow 
Yeah, I love the way you said walking each other back home because there is no leader. We're here, we're all just walking back. And, you know, someone might be, oh, I'm over here. Doesn't mean I'm any better, but I can show you how to get to this part. And then you're going to show me how to get to that part. And we help each other share some wisdom, share experience. And I think it's knowing that you're not alone. Yes, you have to do all the work on self. But the the song, Michael Jackson's song, sorry, I have to say, You Are Not Alone, has been something that has come to me several times in the last year. And I've just sat there and cried and felt so deeply moved by that song because it's like me and my connection to the divine saying, you're not alone. Like, we got you. <laughs> you know, the divine, the archangel, spirit guides, ancestors, we've got you. And there are also energies here on earth that have got you too. Do the work on yourself. Don't be afraid to step into your truth and you will be divinely supported and guided as well. So, mm -hmm. so I'm so happy to have you here and I know we could talk so much more, but I wanted to just allow you to say some final words to especially our divine masculine uh, community as well. I know that we can find you at justintristow.com Justin Tristow on IG and you host events on breathwork, but is there any kind of final words or messages that you'd like to leave us with? Yeah. Thank you so much. Well, it was just such an honor to dance with you through our own poetry and through this language. My prayer and my intention weaving this through this message is that people just open their heart, hearts up to receive, you know, to, to receive the depth of truth of who we truly are. You know, life can be so much more simple and majestic and enjoyable when we begin to just turn that love back inwards. And the moment that we allow ourselves to fill our own cup up with the love, with our gratitude, with that healing, we then begin to allow that, that overwhelming, that overflowing cup to flow into our relationships and the world and our purpose and our jobs and, and what we do for a living and everything around us. You know, the world begins to just become this natural yeah, just this natural flow of love, you know, and love just begins to take over you and it just takes you deeper and deeper into until you're intoxicated with your own love. You know, it's, it's, it's quite, you know, I know, I know that sounds kind of poetic and mystical, but it, it really becomes that way, you know, and it's, 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 it, yeah, words begin to become hard to describe at that aspect when you begin to live your life from your heart, you know, and I think that that's, that's what humanity is, is asking for, is for us to just return back to our heart and live from that space of compassion, of love. And uh, yeah, that's that's my message. And as far as finding me, I think you did a beautiful job. I'm, I'm currently in, in, in mid-transition of amping my offerings and my websites and uh, landing pages and things like that. So the best way to stay connected with me at the moment is just to follow me on Instagram, which is at Justin Tristale. And yeah, I have a lot of beautiful things. I have different retreats that are coming up, workshops, um, so many good things. So yeah, just stay tuned with that. Most definitely. I will be sharing all of your information, the events as they come through. And I couldn't agree more. Love is the answer. It's the highest vibration of all, and it is back to our heart space, open heart space, that we can connect with each other and make this universe a better place for each and every one of us. Thank you so much, Justin. Thank you. I'm very grateful for having you here. Thank you. It's an honor. I appreciate you. I appreciate you too.